For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed it to the little ones. I think today in our gospel reading gives us a beautiful expose on what it means to be a Christian and what it means to live out our Christian faith daily. So I want to ask you this question and I want you to take this time now to process and find your answer for yourself. So what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian for you? As we think about that question and come up with an answer, our explanation, our response to that answer is long and drawn out with particularities and focuses on 50 other things. But one of my favorite answers I've ever heard, especially from a child during school mass, is to love God and to follow Jesus. That is the simple answer that we find today in our gospel reading of what it truly means to be a Christian. Things aren't hidden from the learned or the wise, but the challenge becomes we take these concepts and ideas for ourselves and we lose sight of what it really means to be Christian. He invites us to take the simplicity of a child and uses that analogy to help us understand what it really means and what it means to be a Christian. To follow Jesus and to love him. That simple answer informs and gives us the connection to everything else that we do. If we love someone, we will do things that will change our lives because we love them. If we have bad habits, think of it as husband and wife. If we have bad habits and things that aren't working well in our relationship, do we still keep those habits? At the end of the day, as husband and wife, you both work together to change each other, to improve each other, to make each other the best person you are. So if we love Jesus, do we not want to change our lives and make it better? Do we want to follow him more unconditionally? If we would do anything for our husband, for our wife, then what is there that hinders us from loving God and doing the same thing? So what is the end goal to all of this? For what? So why do we go to Mass? Why do we receive communion? Why do we have to celebrate the sacraments? Why are all these things important? We can make up all these excuses, we can say all these things, but at the end of the day, the simple answer to it is because I love Jesus and I want to follow him. If I love someone enough and I have offended them, what is the first and natural reaction we have? We apologize, we seek forgiveness. For some of us, it's easy to seek forgiveness immediately. For others, it may take us a couple days to reflect on things, to see where we've fallen short, and we seek forgiveness. But how many of us come to seek forgiveness in our relationship with Jesus Christ? We know within our daily lives we offend each other, we make each other mad, we curse each other out, but it ruptures the relationship with each other and it also ruptures the relationship with God. 
Because we don't love Jesus the way that we're meant to see and love Jesus. Because everyone was created in the image and likeness of God. And it flows from the simple statement, the way of a Christian is to love and follow Jesus. Why do we come to Mass? We take all this time within our daily lives to get to know each other, whether that's our co-workers, whether that's our spouse when we began dating each other. We spend all this time to get to know each other. But what are the different ways we've gotten to know each other? Whether that's through telephone, whether that's through dinner dates, whether that's sharing different topics, ideas, and understandings about each other. So where do we come to our dinner date to figure out and learn who Jesus is? We come to the altar of sacrifice. We gather around at a banquet table to celebrate, partake in a meal together. Where do we come to learn and understand God? Who he is? What his likes and dislikes are? What does he want from us? How do we want to grow with him in our relationship? How do we become one? We learn that through scripture, through what we've just read together. We come and learn that through studying scripture, studying our faith, and learning more about our faith. Those are the things we do on the outside in the world to learn about each other, to get to know each other. And we do that within our own relationship with God. But it comes and draws its roots from how we follow Jesus and how we love him. Because everything he's done in his life as, as Jesus shows us his relationship with the Father. He's modeling that to us every day and every moment of our life. So how are we modeling that Christian identity? How are we modeling what it means to be Christ-like? Some of us do good at it. Others don't. Others could care less. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we begin to really wrestle with this passage, and I challenge you to take this passage this week and really sit down and break it down piece by piece. We want to look at what it means to be childlike. How, why is Jesus using the image of a child? What is common, especially in children, are their generosity, their honesty, their simplicity. We make our relationship with Jesus so complex. You're either conservative or liberal. You're a good Catholic or bad Catholic. You're X, Y, and Z, things that are so divisive and separates us from each other. But if you, if you ever get a chance to watch a child out on the playground, there's nothing that separates the children. That's not their race, ethnicity, financial and economic background. Everyone can be friends, as long as you're open, friendly, and generous. Simplicity. How do we return to the simplicity of our faith and grow in that love of Christ? We spend all this time, whether reading these complex books, 
whether that's Thomas Aquinas, Thomas Merton, all these great, great spiritual writers. But if we don't know who Jesus is, how does this, these writers matter in our life? The generosity. They're always willing to share. One of those interesting things that I've had happen recently at VBS, the kids found out that it was my birthday. And so one of the kids, she had a whole pack of Starbursts in her hands, and she, I saw her kind of look at her hands for a little bit and then walk towards me. She takes one Starburst out of her whole package and says, Father, this is my gift to you. Happy birthday. Something as simple as one Starburst out of a package of many is so meaningful because of the simplicity and the generosity. I have nothing to give to Father, but I have Starburst in my hands, so I'm going to share this with Him. It's not a lot, but it's the heart, the thought that counts. So how are we becoming generous in our own lives with Christ? Because we have a tendency of picking and choosing what we want to do, what we want to give, but instead of looking at all the blessings we've received and saying, Lord, what do you want back from me? How can I give what you've given me back to you as a gift of thanksgiving for all the blessings you've bestowed upon me? Simplicity, generosity, and openness. There's not, everyone is the same in the eyes of a child. There's no difference. There's no good, bad. But as long as there's an honest and genuine heart, a desire to get to know each other, there's always a friendship that blossoms. So how can we be genuine and honest and open to our Lord, letting Him enter and seeing how perfect and imperfect we are, how broken we are within our own lives, and how much we need Him. We see that very clearly at the end of the Gospel. To yoke yourself with Christ. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. It's light. It's easy because I have Christ with me in my life to help me, to journey with me. I'm not perfect, but with a friend, everything works out. Look at your life as husband and wife. Would it have been easier when you struggled to do things by yourself, or was it easier because you had your spouse with you to work through the problems, the challenges, and the difficulties of life? It's easier when you have help. It's easier when you have that companion. So we're not meant to walk this world by ourselves and suffer through the difficulties of the world, but Christ is here to help us, to walk with us, to show us what it means to love and to follow Him. But it requires us to yoke ourselves to Him, to bind ourselves closely and intimately with Him. Because if you watch, if you really look at what it means to get yoked together, it is tying two cattle together, right behind the head, side by side, going through the thicket of everything. In some sense, being uncomfortable, being challenged, being stretched, and being vulnerable. 
So my dear brothers and sisters, as we continue to reflect on this gospel reading, let us look at what it means to be childlike. The simplicity of our faith, which it means to just follow and love Jesus with our whole heart. Let us return back to that simplicity in faith and to continue to grow in that simplicity. To not lose sight of that childlikeness, not the childish part of yourself, but the childlikeness, the simplicity, the genuineness, the fellowship, the friendship, so that we can continue to build our relationship with Christ, build our life focused and oriented towards God and to God alone, and to love Him like a child with unconditional generosity, love, and friendship. Amen.